Parshas Truma follows the end of Parshas Mishpatim. And Chazal and Tanit Velio tell us there's an incredible connection. Kivan Sha'amru Yisrael Nasev and Ishma. Once Klal Yisrael said Nasev and Ishma, Baruch says, okay, now we can do Vayikhuli Truma. What exactly is going on here? I want to share with you a thought from a year of Gansfried, the man who wrote the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, or a Sefer Chumash called the Apiryon. And he explains there, there's an obvious question with the words, you shall take for yourself a donation? That's not what being asked of Klal Yisrael. They're being asked, they should be giving. So why does it say take a donation? So, <coughs> perhaps, when a person recognizes the value, for example, after Klal already had the Mishkan going, and they recognize that all the bracha comes through the Mishkan, it's understandable that Hashem would say, look, you're taking for yourselves. Because look, look at all the bracha you're getting. You thought you're doing me a favor by building a Mishkan. But the question he asks is, we're talking about now before the Mishkan's built. Kalah Yisrael has absolutely no idea how magnificent and how amazing this Mishkan is for them. So the question becomes, how could you command vehicle Truma? They don't know. How could you tell them it's for your good? They do not have an idea. On that, says the Shlomagans read something amazing. In the end of last week's parasha, Mishpatim, he said, Nasev Who could say Nasev The Goyim, the Gemara tells us, in Masech the Shabbos, made fun of us. How do you say you'll do before you hear? The answer is that a Yid that recognizes that everything that Kosh commands us to do is for our good. He's not worried. Only someone who you're doing a favor, you have to ask, what, what is it, before he tells you. When you get a gift, you don't ask, what is it? You take it. Klai Yisrael recognized that it's for our good. So Kosh Baruch was about to command us, and he wasn't sure, should he say, give me or take? Now, we don't know yet. Now listen to the message we started off with. Once Klai Yisrael says, Nasev and Ishma, Kosh says, oh, now I can say Yikhu. Once they recognize it's for their good, now they can say Yikhu. That means Claudius Yisrael comes to the Hakkar and recognizes when Kosh asks us to do something for him, a mitzvah, you're not doing on Kosh any favors. This is all for our benefit. It's all for our good. And it's on many levels. On a simple level, you know, there's a story told, <coughs> if I'm not mistaken, Rabbi Krohn shares this story very often. A Rav in Veshemesh, I think it is, shared this following story about one of his Balabatim who works in Ashdod. And if I'm not mistaken, he might be working, he works in a post office, but he definitely works on an overnight shift. And every day he comes home from his work, he goes to Davin Shacharis, takes his kids to school, and then he goes to nap for a couple of hours. Like everyone who does night shifts. One day he comes home from shul and his wife reminds him there's no school that day for the kids for whatever reason. 
And she says, you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to sleep. Kids are making noise. Maybe go over to your sister's house. Your sister's not home. She goes out to work. And nap there so you'll be able to sleep. He says, that's a good idea. And she says, you know, take the baby has to sleep as well. You and the baby go nap for a couple of hours and come. Great. He goes, calls his sister. She says, great, the house is empty. Enjoy. He goes to his sister's house. And he lays down. And all of a sudden, his phone's ringing. He looks at it. He sees it's his friend. Friend Gidon. He says, I'm tired. I'm going. He reads the phone again. Second time. He's like, oh, no. Maybe it's important. Picks up on his friend. His friend says, how are you? He says, great. He says, I don't know. I know you're not working now. I'm in tremendous pain. And my doctor just called in a prescription. Could you pick it up for me? And you need to realize the thoughts that are going through his mind now. I, I'm really not interested. And the guy says, yeah, I can't tell you the pain I'm in. All my friends are at work. You're home now. Could you do me that favor? He was already in a nice air-conditioned room on the summer, hot summer day. He really just wanted to stay there. He says, Gidom, I'm going to do it for you. Gets up, goes down to his car. And he opens the door to his horror, his baby, that he was supposed to put for a nap. He accidentally left in the car, being very tired. Baby was already there for close to 45 minutes in 100-degree weather. He was this close to losing his baby. He went ahead and did a chesed for another year. You thought it was v'yitnu? Think again. <coughs> it's v'yiku. There's a great line from the Shlomkis Villa, one of the great rabbis, says, every step you take for a friend, you're saving a thousand steps for yourself. But that's on a simple level. What I want to share with you how doing chesed is on a much, much deeper level, taking and not giving. I'm going to share with you a story I heard from Rabbi Ephraim Shapiro. It's a mind-boggling story. He shared... The story about a 16-year-old girl who was one month of Shabbos helping clean dishes. And somehow she slipped about a pillow, finally a pillow. And her parents were like, what? She says, no, forget it, nothing. What? what? Finally, she admitted to her parents that about a year ago, she found out that one of her abeim from seminary was diagnosed with a dreaded illness. And she cracks, she cracks like everyone does. Oh, and she realized that she's going to forget about him. And she's going to go on with her life, and he's suffering. So she made a commitment, a Kabbalah, that she will not sleep on her pillow. She will sleep without a pillow until she finds out that this Rebbe of hers had a Rafur Shalem. Until this teacher of hers. And she turns to her parents and says, I'll be honest, it's been a year I haven't slept on a pillow. And today in Shul, I heard Baruch Hashem that he had a Fushalaimu, he's out of treatments. Parents, what an amazing story. But I need you to listen to the part two of the story. Because this is where the depth of the story lies. Rabbi Shapiro says he was sitting by a chasna, someone in his shul was making a chasna. And in the, um, he was sitting at a table with his balabatim, and the conversation came out to the new ice cream stores in Miami, North Miami. And there happened to have been a guy sitting there named Alan, who was part of the Hebra that liked ice cream very much. And he wasn't uh, saying a word. Rabbi Shapiro was quite surprised that Alan had nothing to add on the ice cream. And he turned to Alan, 
And he says, no, privately afterwards, you have nothing to add to the ice cream? He says, Rabbi, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Last year, there was a bombing in Eretz Yisrael, and you screamed at us in shul. You screamed to us, I should say. So what are we doing? People are living in fear. People are living in a dire situation at Yisrael, and you don't care, and you just walk on. And I was macabre. <laughs> I will not eat any ice cream until the matzah in Eretz Yisrael gets better. And he says, so it's been over a year since I've had ice cream. Now listen to how Rabbi Shapiro ended the story. He says, do you know the connection between these two, two stories? That 16-year-old girl, Nechama, is Alan's daughter. And Alan never told his daughter about the ice cream, ever, or that he, does, that he ever did such a thing. But now that we look at these two stories, it is clear that this girl, Nechama, picked this up, their sensitivity for others, from her parents. Next time you're doing chesed and you think you're doing the world a favor, think again. You're doing yourself the biggest favor. And that's the lesson of this week's parasha. When the Torah is telling us to be generous to the Mishkan, doesn't say, V'yitnu li truma. take it for yourself. You'll have, as the first story brings out, you'll be better off. There's any tsar that you need for yourself, what should happen when you help others. And secondly, you're going to become a better person and you're going to have a better family. This is the lesson of a Yikhuli Truma. We should internalize this lesson. Akash Baruch asks us to mitzvahs to help with doing ourselves a favor, not anybody else. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was produced by Kahal Ferris Yosef of Boston. For more information or to support our programs, please visit us at theferisyasef.org.